excuse me. Verse 7. <clears throat> likewise. Now this is the third likewise in these two chapters. You know, the first one is... Uh, uh, no, there's, there's two. I'm sorry, there's two likewise. But um, the likewise takes us back, of course, to our Lord Jesus Christ spoken of in verses 21 through 25 of chapter 2 where it says he left us an example. So so last two weeks ago, I guess it was, we talked about likewise you wives. Now it's likewise you husbands. Dwell with them, of course, that's speaking of the wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. So we're to dwell with her in honor. Um, <clears throat> let's, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the opportunity that we have to look on your word tonight and find encouragement and instruction. And Lord, I pray you help us, particularly as husbands tonight, to just examine ourselves in the light of your word. And Father, to endeavor to make the changes necessary or needed uh, that it would bring honor and glory to thee and be for the betterment of our marriages and our homes. So Lord, just speak to our hearts and help us, all of us, to be encouraged and challenged and help us to all to have an attitude of submission to our Lord Jesus Christ, who loved us and gave himself for us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Of course, this is talking particularly to husbands, but you know, you young men, as you, uh, you might think, well, I'm not, I'm not married, so it doesn't apply to me. Well, you need to learn these things before you get there. If you'd learn these things before you get there, you'd be way ahead of the game. You'd be way ahead of the game. Uh, that's the blessing of being in a church like this. I didn't grow up in a church like this. I didn't hear this kind of stuff. I got my psychology lesson, I called it, and I'd sit in the back pew and sleep because it was boring. I'm being honest. That's usually what I did. And it wasn't because I didn't sleep at night. It was because it was just boring. Uh, but anyway, uh, so that's the privilege you have. So learn these things while you're young so you can put them into practice when you get to that place. Uh, the obvious truth is that to have a happy marriage takes work. We were talking about labor this morning. And to have a happy marriage takes work, it takes sacrifice, it takes submission. You know, Ephesians 5 tells us we're to submit to one another. And then, of course, it tells us the wife submit to the husband, and the husband's to submit to Christ, and he's to love his wife, and so on. It takes work, it takes sacrifice, it takes submission, it takes obedience to God. For many, the, the secret of a happy marriage remains a secret. They never learned it. A son said to his father, Is it true, Dad, that in some parts of Africa a man doesn't know his wife until he marries her? Dad says, That happens in every country, son. See, the Bible says here we're to dwell with them according to knowledge. Talking about the wife. <laughs> to dwell with means, of course, live together in an intimate relationship. And 
we're to dwell with them according to knowledge. That means we need to know them. The word knowledge means, of course, knowing. It's the idea of science. Knowing gained by systematic study. I heard this some years ago, that you need to study your wife. Get a degree in husbandology. You know, study your wife like you're studying for a college degree. It's an interesting study. Because uh, they are interesting creatures. They think we are too. Uh, so, so we need to study. Uh, of course, you know, men and women are made different. They're wired different. Uh, some few years ago, I came across this about how men and women's brains are different. One writer, one guy said this, and here's how: men's brains are made up of little boxes, and we have a box for everything. We have a box for the car. We have a box for the money. We have a box for the job. We have a box for kids. We have a box for you and a box for your mother somewhere in the basement. Um, and the rule is the boxes don't touch. That's us men. We open a box, and before we open another one, we close that one. We get another knife. They don't touch. Now, so when a man discusses a particular subject, he goes to the appropriate box, slides it out, opens it, will discuss only the content of that particular box, and then when he is done, he puts it away, hoping not to touch or disturb any other boxes. That's a typical man. Now, a woman. A woman's brain is made up of one big ball of wire. And everything is connected to everything. It's like the Internet superhighway. And it's all driven by the energy that we call... Emotion. It's one of the reasons that women tend to remember every, remember everything because if you take an event and tie it to emotion, you can remember it forever. So, you know, the joke around our house is, mom remembers a feeling about that, you know. Uh, one, one, one guy said it this way, you know, man, if, if they're, if they're, uh, you know, the things, their brains and everything, they're made up of, if you're made up of light bulbs and, you know, let's say you're 3,000 light bulbs, there can be 2,000 light bulbs put out by the wife, but he can still love her. Now, if a woman has 1,000 put out, she's mad at his whole being because they're all connected. They're all connected. So, so you need to study her. Of course, there's differences in uh, physiological makeup as well. But so we need to study. We're, to, we're to, to dwell with her according to knowledge. The Bible says we're to know them, uh, and to get to know her. Of course, you need to talk to her. But most important, you need to listen. And that's interesting too. Now, you know, many times, many times you learn things about your wife by just being attentive. You know, and, I, and I must confess, you know, Brother Hoyle was saying 
something about this in Sunday school class since this morning, and he was kicking at my shins because you know he was saying about people up the work ladder, and if and if when they get this glazed over look, he said, you know, you may as well just just be quiet and go on. Because my wife can start talking to me, and I I don't know if she calls it a glazed over look, but she can tell if I'm not really paying attention. My daughter's shaking her head, going like this too, you know. That's that's something I have to work on. Uh, you know, I I can I can look like I'm listening, but being in another world, that's not a good thing. Now we need to. You can learn a lot about your wife by what she just talks about. Um, you know, I I I've learned a lot about where my wife likes to eat by listening her tell other people where she likes to go. Because if I asked where she wants to go, guess what? She isn't going to tell me. So listening. Uh, be attentive to her. These are all things about you know, learning, uh, dwelling with her accor- according to knowledge. Of course, praying with her. Uh, but it also says here that we need to honor them. Honor the wife. Verse 7. The word honor means to esteem of highest degree, to value, precious. We had a realtor call this last week, actually called my wife, and said, uh, you know, houses are really selling in your area. Are you interested in selling your house? And she said, no. And she got off the phone, and I said, who is that? And she told me, and I said, well, you should have said, how much? You know, to man, everything has a price. But you. You know, everything else has a price. Even the house. No, you need to value her. That that means to value. Uh, There needs to be loving leadership. You know, Proverbs 18.22 says, Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. You find a virtuous wife, you find a good thing. A good thing. But we we as husbands, we to we need to honor them. We to we need to have loving leadership. Uh, go to Ephesians chapter 5 for just a moment. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse uh, 22. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, let be the wives be their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Um, drop down to verse uh, 29. Well, verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. So the Lord said we're to love our wives, even as Christ loved the church. And he said that the, the Lord nourishes and cherishes the church. And we men are to do likewise to our wives. Now, the word nourish, the word nourish has the idea of encouraging and strengthening. You know, we would have the idea of feeding. Like, uh, you know, the shepherd is supposed to feed the flock. 
He's supposed to nourish it so that it be be strengthened and encouraged uh, in, in, in the Lord. Uh, the word cherish is an interesting word, and it really means this, to warm. To warm. That speaks of tender love and care. To warm. When your wife thinks of you, does she think, of something warm and caring. That she is more important to you than anything else. One writer said this, quote, lead her lovingly in such a way that she does not feel like an employee, servant, or under a dictator, unquote. You know, man is to lead his house. Esther one twenty two said, "Every man's to bear rule in his own house, in his house." And, and you know, and the, the Bible tells us we are to to lead our wives. We're to set the we're to set the boundaries in the home, the direction of the home, all those things. It's our responsibility to lead. Although much of the much of the care of the home is 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 given to the wife but yet we are to lead her and strengthen her, to nourish her in it, and to make her feel cherished. Cherished. The third thing, we need to give consideration as the weaker vessel. Notice again in verse 7, it says, Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. The weaker vessel. Now, to a lot of the women, this gets offensive. Put it in context and in the time it was written. Back in this day, women were considered just slaves. They weren't honored. That's a new thing. And the feminists are finding out to try to make themselves equal with men isn't working out so well. Now I'll give you a few illustrations of that later, but but, you know, this we're to give consideration to the wife as a weaker vessel. Now, this doesn't mean she's weaker spiritually, but it does mean she is weaker physically and emotionally. That is the way God made them. I'm glad my wife isn't as hard-nosed as I am. We'd had a rough household. I need a little softening once in a while, you know. Uh, you know, she has a, you know, a softer nature. Um, women don't tend to like heated, animated debates, and we men just drive in it. You know, Nathan would have the guys over, and they'd just fight like crazy. And my wife just think the girls just thought that was... Man, if we did that, she said, if we did that, we'd be mad at each other. But guys do that all the time, and they're the best friends. You know, men have a fighting nature. Women do not. That's why we don't want women in the military. It weakens our military. But even, even physically, you know, that's, that's emotionally, but physically, and I got this uh, from, from uh, Way of Life, came out of the O. Timothy magazine. Uh, 
you know, God, you know, and he, and he says this, quote, according to scripture, both Adam and Eve were made in God's image, but they were made for different roles in this life. The first woman was made after the man to be his wife or help me. She was by, designed by the creator to bear children, and her physical and emotional makeup is distinctly different than the man's. Um, and it goes on and says, and, and women are smaller in stature than men. The average 18-year-old man is 70 inches tall and weighs 144.8 pounds, whereas the average, average woman is the same, same age as 64 inches tall and weighs 126 pounds. Women have significant, significantly less crushing strength in their hands. Women have about 10% more body fat than men. Women's hearts are about 25% smaller than men's. Thus, a man's heart can pump more blood with each beat. Thus, for any given work rate, the faster heart rate means that most women become fatigued sooner than men. I mean, that's just common sense. Women have about 30% less lung capacity than men. This gives men still another advantage in the processing of oxygen and doing aerobic work such as running. Women have less oxygen-carrying capacity than men. The women's blood contains 20% fewer cells, blood cells. Since red cells uh, supply oxygen to the body, she tires more easily and is more prone to faint. Her constitutional viability is therefore strictly in a long-range matter. When the working day in British factories under wartime conditions was increased from 10 to 12 hours, accidents among women increased 150%. The rate of accidents upon men did not increase significantly. Women have about 50% less upper body strength than men and about 30% less lower body strength. Uh, this is because of a smaller ratio of muscle mass to body weight. This is why explains why female speed records in running and swimming are consistently 10% slower than men's. Uh, women have less bone mass than men, having shorter and smaller bones. This provides a significant mechanical advantage for men. Now, the liberals and the feminists are telling there's no difference between men and women. We can just we, you know we women can do everything the man does. Well, you know, I've been reading about, you know, we got these transgenders now. And some of the boys that say they're girls want to run in the girls' competitions. You know what's happening? They're cleaning their clocks. And the women are mad. Duh. What did you expect? They're bigger. They got more lung capacity. They got more heart capacity. They got more muscle mass. What do you expect? Duh. Doesn't take a rock scientist to figure that out. That's what God says in his word. And we're to give honor and consideration to the weaker vessel as husbands. We're not trying to make her equal to us. It isn't right for her to try to be equal to us. You see, we need to give consideration unto the wife as unto the weaker. We need to recognize her physical limitations. She is weaker. 
the average woman is weaker than the average man. There are women that are stronger than some men. But that's an exception. That's not the rule. And then we're to appreciate her as heirs together. Notice verse 7 again. It says, Likewise ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. You know, the Bible says here that she is, she is with us, our wives with us as husbands, that we are heirs together of the grace of life. I believe it's referring to uh, uh, fruit bearing, children. She is equally important. And she can be as spiritual as we are, and together we can, we can raise up a generation to serve the Lord. But you know, if we adopt this feminist idea that, well, we're, it's 50-50, you know, and that's damaging to children. God didn't make us that way. She was equally important. The Bible says a virtuous woman is a crown to her husband. Um, we recognize her as heirs together, and then and we need and and then it says that our prayers be not hindered. You know, as we think about this, of course, you know. There, there's uh, God inserted here the idea of prayer uh, into this. Of course, the Bible says, "If we guard, regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me." Um, that if if we're not obeying the Lord in relationship to our wives, it's going to hinder our prayer life. It's going to hinder our service. You know, I've often said this. You know, children, if you're not obeying your parents, you're not obeying the Lord. Wise, if you're not submitting to your husbands, you're not submitted to the Lord. Husbands, if we don't love our wives, dwell with them according to honor, be considerate of them, we're not obeying the Lord. And we need, to, we need to honor them, that our prayers be not hindered, but we also need to uh, encourage them and nourish them by praying with them. You know, one of the things that a wife probably craves more than anything else is security. And I believe that one of the things that will give a wife security is a husband that will lead her and demonstrate and I said to this young people Friday, Friday morning, I guess it was, that prayer is really a demonstration of our faith in God. You know, because we come to him believing that he is and that he re is rewarder of them that they'll be sick. So prayer requires faith. And, 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 a, and a, 
And for a husband to pray with his wife shows his wife that he is trusting and depending upon God. You know, verse 6 says, Even as Sarah bade Abraham, calling him the Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Now, Abraham was a man who was called the friend of God. Abraham walked with, communed with, and worshipped God, and Sarah reverenced him. You see, it's not hard for a woman, a wife, to reverence her husband when she knows her husband is walking with the Lord and trusting in him. So husbands, God wants us to dwell with them according to knowledge. You know, all wives are different. And you need to study your wife. You need to study your wife. And you need to learn. And, you know, and it's a constant growing. You know, and I've often said this. When two people live in the same house in close quarters, there's going to be disagreements. Either that or one's not thinking. But we need to learn. We need to learn. Learn and give honor under a wife. Our, our wives need to trust us. I believe we got in this church we got we got husbands that want to do right to their wives and wives that want to do right by their husbands so that's love and reverence that our homes our marriages may please the Lord and be that sweet intimate relationship that God desires of us that our children rise up and say hey I want I want what dad and mom have. I want that kind of home. That they'll rise up and serve the Lord. So dwell with her. Dwell with her according to honor. That your prayers be not hindered. Might God give us wisdom to dwell together in harmony. Heavenly Father, we do thank you again for the time in your word tonight. Thank you for these practical things you give us in your word. And I pray that you'd help us, particularly as husbands tonight, to learn to dwell with our wives according to knowledge, to honor them, give consideration, to nourish them and cherish them. And Father, just give us wisdom. It doesn't come naturally, so help us to seek your face. And and demonstrate our dependence upon you. Help these young men uh, to learn these principles, that they may grow up and then apply them in their own lives as they establish homes as well. We just thank you again for your love for us and for your blessings, we pray in Jesus' name.